eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Toronto, the Blue Jays 4 and the Padres nothing as the Padres fall in this series finale at the Rogers Center in Toronto. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Thursday afternoon. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. We'll go back to Toronto, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, recap this one in its entirety. All the radio highlights for you. Give out our daily awards, out-of-town scoreboard, and much, much more to come. Final totals for the Blue Jays, four runs, nine hits, one error, and for San Diego, no runs, six hits, and no errors. Padres drop back to 46-51 and 51 with the defeat. Blue Jays improved to 54 and 43 and the Padres after winning on Tuesday and Wednesday do not sweep this three game series. Before we dive back into all our normal segments here, just a, a few thoughts for you and the story really begins and ends in this game with the Padres offense just failing to execute with runners in scoring position over seven with runners in scoring position in this game. They had a base runner on in each of the last eight innings, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. I suppose the easier way to say it is that they had a base runner on in every inning but the first, and they had really just a, a ton of opportunities throughout this game. Meanwhile, Blake Snell going five innings, one earned run given up, and you can certainly file this game in the same category amongst the myriad of 
tough and frustrating losses the Padres have had this season on a day where they really had an opportunity to build some momentum and sweep a series. And let's be honest with what the Padres have to do, the kind of run they need to go on to make the postseason. You cannot afford to lose games like this. A winnable game, Blake Snell had an interesting outing, walked seven, matched a career high, but Five innings, one run given up at the end of the day. The Padres had runners in scoring position in the second, in the fourth, in the sixth inning, in the eighth inning. The early story, big opportunities for Matt Carpenter, Jake Cronenworth later in the game. And again, the majority of this game, it was only a one-run game, a one nothing Blue Jay lead. And then... Really, the the cherry on top of the issues with runners in scoring position, Padres trailing 2-0 in the eighth inning. They get two on into Tis and Soto, and Machado and Bogarts uh, can't get anything done there. Machado strikes out. Bogarts grounds into an inning-ending double play, and that was really a microcosm of the frustrations in this game for the Padres. As the Padres, despite winning yesterday 2-0, only go a combined one for 17 with runners in scoring position in the final two games of this series. And quite frankly, that is just not enough if the Padres want to go on the type of run that's required uh, to make the postseason. And with the trade deadline coming up, all of it, uh, Padres have to win games like this. A very winnable game in Toronto, but the Padres fall for nothing. We'll dive more into it, break down each and every aspect of this game. We'll take you up towards the top of the hour. That's when Gwyn and Chris, uh, today Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, come your way. When we come back, radio highlights. We'll go back to Toronto, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, and much more to come. May have some additional post-game reaction coming uh, coming from the clubhouse as well. Final score, final game of this three-game series, Padres They'll win two of three, but really did miss a good opportunity to get a three-game sweep. Blue Jays four, Padres nothing. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score at Rogers Center in Toronto. The Blue Jays four and the Padres nothing. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios on this beautiful Thursday afternoon in America's finest city. Not a beautiful game offensively for the Padres up in Canada, no runs on six hits, over seven with runners in scoring position, and in some ways, uh, sort of the same old story, what we've seen many times this season from the Padres, even with uh, the way they played the first two games of this series, a frustrating afternoon as the Padres certainly had a chance to sweep this three-game series. They don't get it done, and now they will head to Detroit to wrap up this 10-game road trip with a three-game series beginning tomorrow in Detroit. A lot to do on our post-game coverage here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes, so stay tuned for that. May also have some additional post-game reaction coming for you uh, here on the Padres radio network but before we get to all that let's recap how this one went down in toronto 
Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. A scoreless first inning for both Chris Bassett and Blake Snell. Our starting pitching matchup in the top of the second, the Padres put runners on first and third with one out, but then Matt Carpenter popped out. Trent Grisham struck out. The Padres did not score. In the bottom of the second, Snell allowed a one-out single to Whit Merrifield. He stole second, but was thrown out trying to steal third base, so two outs and nobody on, but then Snell issued a two-out walk and a single. There were runners at first and third for Jordan Luplo. Two down, the 3-1 pitch, ground ball up the middle, past the diving Xander Bogarts, and the Jays are going to take a 1-0 lead on the RBI single by Jordan Luplo. Espinal crosses the plate, Kirk ends up at third base, and the Jays are on the board 1-0. That's all uh, Snell allowed in the second. He found his way through a scoreless third. Padres had a good scoring chance again in the top of the fourth inning. They put runners on first and second with two men away for Matt Carpenter. But again, Carpenter popped out into shallow left field to end the inning. Blue Jays then loaded the bases on two infield singles in Snell's fifth walk of the day in the bottom of the fourth. But Snell struck out Kevin Kermeyer and got a pop out from George Springer to end the inning. On to the fifth, Padres still trailed one nothing. Think Snell got in major trouble again. He issued his sixth and seventh walks of the outing to start the frame. Snell then struck out Matt Chapman. He struck out with Merrifield. He got a ground out to end the inning. Toronto at that point was one for seven with runners in scoring position against Snell. They left eight on base through his five innings. Final line on Snell, five innings, one run, five hits, seven walks. That matched a career high. Four strikeouts, 106 pitches. So Snell... Issued a lot of walks, but somehow found his way through five innings of one-run ball. In the top of the sixth inning, Padres still trailing one nothing. They had another scoring opportunity. Juan Soto walked to start the inning. Xander Bogarts hit a one-out single. Runners at first and third, but then Jake Cronenworth popped up with one out. Gary Sanchez grounded out. The inning was over. Chris Bassett was through six scoreless innings. Padres were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position against him. Padres didn't score in the top of the seventh against Tim May. Luis Garcia then entered in the bottom half. Padres still trailing one nothing. It was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. who doubled the Blue Jays' lead. Driven to right field, going back is Tatis, and it's gone. A line drive opposite field home run for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Into the bullpen of the Padres out in right field, and the Blue Jays now have a 2-0 lead. That was all Garcia gave up in the seventh in the top of the eighth inning. Padres had another golden opportunity, this time against Blue Jays reliever Eric Swanson. Fernando Tatis Jr. singled. Juan Soto walks. Runners on first and second with nobody out. The tying runs on, but then Manny Machado struck out. Xander Bogarts grounded into a 5-4-3 double play, and the inning was over. In the bottom half of the eighth inning, Tom Cosgrove came on out of the Padres' bullpen. Santiago Espinal led off with a double. Next up, Alejandro Kirk. 0-2 pitch to Kirk. Swung on, driven down the left field line and deep, and it is gone. Two-run home run for Alejandro Kirk, and that gives the Blue Jays a 4-0 lead. Blue Jays would go on to win by that final score. 4-0, Padres couldn't get anything going against Jordan Romano in the ninth inning despite a one-out single from Gary Sanchez, and the Padres fell in this series finale. They do, do, uh, they do win two of three 
but certainly a good opportunity with the opportunities presented to them offensively in this game to sweep the series. Padres could not do it as they fall by a final score of 4 nothing. Again, the Padres now 46-51. and Blue Jays improved to 54-43. and Final totals for Toronto, four runs, nine hits, one error. They left on 10. San Diego, no runs, six hits, no errors. They left on seven. Padres went 0-7 with runners in scoring position. The Blue Jays went 1-7. for That one hit with runners in scoring position for a while was the only run in the game. It was the single by Jordan Luplo uh, to score the first run of the game in the second. Let's go to Toronto at Rogers Center. Here's some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. Like, really labor today. What kind of he works his way through it, but kind of what did you see out of him? This Houdini. I mean, he walked seven guys and only gave up a run, so got. Four strikeouts, all big when he needed to get them, and somehow pitched out of it. You know, threw over 100 pitches in, in five innings, but one run. Just, you know, maybe a little off on, obviously, with his commander a little bit, um, which we haven't seen here in quite a while. But to be able to get through it with one run was pretty miraculous. It came out of the game. We still had a good chance to win. What do you kind of make of this this series? You took two out of three here. You kind of didn't manage to get the sweep. What do you make of just kind of the, the broader aspect of what you accomplished here moving forward after Philadelphia? It would have been a big win for us today. So we had some opportunities. We had some situational at-bats that could have impacted the game um, with runners on third and less than two outs early on when it was one to nothing. So those had an impact but gave up a few, a few runs late and just couldn't muster anything other than, you know, a couple times we had some guys on. The type of game that you guys have actually capitalized a lot lately. Right. Is it just how much is the feeling that these the games happen, but you kind of put yourself in a situation where they can't? Correct. That's exactly right. It's a good way of saying it. So, you know, they do happen from time to time, but right now we can't let them happen. So, you know, offensively we have to take advantage of those opportunities. And, uh, you know, again, we're, we're in the game to the end. We gave up a few runs, but offensively been good lately. Just couldn't put it, push it across today. A scheduled start off for Kim. Yeah, yeah. The, the Philly series took a lot out of him. He played, you know, all those games. What four games in three days? And so, yeah. Oh, Jacob, again. I mean, he keeps it from getting worse. Yeah. At least gives you a chance there. We're getting some looks at him. We, you know, a couple innings in a game that we were ahead the other night comes in, you know, in, in a game where he has to keep it right there for us going into the ninth. So the more we see him, you know, the better feeling we have. Pitching Saturday? Uh, we don't know yet. You had Suarez up. Just Tie game. Yep. Trent's been pretty good for you overall last month or so, but I think you saw you thought that ball was going to drop when you know Guerrero went after it and you got thrown out on the double play at first. Yeah, that, it's one where you you know if it drops, somebody ends up could throw you out at second base. So he's kind of out in no man's land, and Guerrero makes a nice play or they make a nice play on it and. You know, it's it's kind of one of those tweener plays where you're really not sure what you're gonna, you know, what's gonna happen. How good was Gary Sanchez today? The throws, the blocks. I, I tell you what, it was it, it, the blocks in particular kept that game from, you know, scoring more runs off of Blake. So, 
it's not an easy thing to do to block that many balls in big situations and keep the runners where they were. You know, the one at Merrifield at third, he steals third with one out. Maybe that's another run. So defensively, he was fantastic today. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Toronto following this 4-0 Blue Jays win over the Padres. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios. You heard Bob Melvin talk about the situational at-bats in this game, and the Padres had a lot of opportunities in situational at-bats where they could have scored runs. And like Tony was saying towards the end of the broadcast, just getting a single run in this game when it was 1-0, when it was 2-0, heck, when it was 4-0, May have made a difference in this kind of game, and the Padres do not score in the finale of this three-game series. They shut out the Blue Jays yesterday 2-0, and the Padres then get shut out here today 4-0. And the Padres, again, in the final two games of this series, do the math, only had two runs. And I'll tell you what, disappointing, and you hate to say it, but Padres should have swept this series. I mean, they allowed five runs total to a Blue Jays offense that is very powerful, very dangerous, really up and down the lineup, and uh, a Blue Jays team that came in playing really good baseball. And even with the four runs given up today, even with Snell, and we'll get into Blake Snell, his outing clearly not very sharp today, but you know what? Found his way through five innings, one run given up. This felt like a game and a series the Padres should sweep. And if you were sitting at... I don't know, five, six games above 500 right now. You'd say, okay, you won two of three against the hot Blue Jays team. Let's go to Detroit. But the the situation the Padres are in right now, games like this where they have the opportunity to win them and really finish off a series in a big way, they have to find ways to get it done. And the situational at-bats where the Padres could not deliver a huge story in this game. So we'll dive more into that on the other side of this break. We may also have some additional post-game reaction coming from Toronto, so stay tuned for that as well. Again, the final score, Blue Jays 4, Padres nothing. Post-game coverage continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Final score, the Toronto Blue Jays 4 and the San Diego Padres nothing. As we wrap this one up, Padres do win 2 of 3 from Toronto. Now they head on to Detroit, start of a three-game series against the Tigers on the road tomorrow. More on Game 1 of that series coming up a little bit later. We will get to Gwyn and Chris. Today, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, towards the top of the hour. They'll come your way right around 2 p.m. Still a lot to do in our post-game coverage. We will go back to Toronto here from today's starting pitcher, Blake Snell, in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. 
Our ace pitcher of the game, got to go with Chris Bassett of the Blue Jays. Six scoreless innings, four hits, walked one, struck out five, 92 pitches. It wasn't a lack of opportunities against Bassett. We'll dive into that in a second, but Chris Bassett picks up his 10th win. Like we said in the pregame, the overall numbers came in a 4-plus ERA by just a little. In fact, he lowered his season ERA to 3.92 with this outing here today, but he's been really good at home, something that we talked about pregame and has gone six innings and given up three runs or less. A lot of quality starts this season for Chris Bassett and wasn't perfect in this game, but found his way through six scoreless innings. So Chris Bassett, our ace pitcher of the game. You heard Bob Melvin talk about the situational at-bats earlier. And early on in this game, that was the story. And there were really two guys that you point to, and not to pile on, but... Uh, This was the story of this game. Matt Carpenter and Jake Cronenworth were the early uh, examples of missed opportunities. Matt Carpenter in the second came to the plate with runners on first and third. One out pops out. Obviously a situation where a fly ball deep enough gets a run in. Could have given the Padres the lead at that point. Fourth inning, runners on first and second with two men away. Carpenter again pops out that time to shallow left. Another missed opportunity with runners in scoring position. Jake Cronenworth. In the sixth inning, runners on first and third with one out. He popped out. And the reason I, you know, not to pile on those two guys, but the reason I point those two out is because both have really struggled in two positions that are really primary offensive positions at first base and obviously designated hitter. For Jake Cronenworth, you know, you hope the the all-star break would have helped him um, sort of reset, but it's been tough since the All-Star break. He's now just 2-for-25 since the break. Matt Carpenter, the numbers going back to May 1st, uh, aren't pretty. Batting 132 with a home run, 11 RBIs, and 114 at-bats. Only two for his last 33, and those two guys came up in some pretty critical situations in this game and two situations where a fly ball deep enough gets a run in. Uh, runner on third base, less than two outs, and in what was a one-run game, until the bottom of the seventh inning, those are the kinds of situations the Padres have to cash in if they want to win these types of games. We've talked about their troubles in close games all season long and uh, some opportunities here where the Padres couldn't cash in 0 for 7 total with runners in scoring position. But I don't just want to single out Carpenter and Cronenworth because it was the middle of the order today, too, that struggled in a big-time spot. Eighth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. at this point, it's a 2-0 Blue Jay lead. Single for Tatis, walk to Soto. Padres have the tying runs on first and second. Nobody out. Runner in scoring position. Manny Machado strikes out looking. Xander Bogarts, who was 3-for-3 before this at bat, grounds into a double play to end that rally in the eighth inning. By the way, Xander did pick up his 1,500th career hit in this game, so congratulations to him on that. But that was a huge spot in the eighth inning where the Padres again came up empty with runners in scoring position, and you pair that with yesterday going just one for 10 with runners in scoring position and getting just two runs. I hate to say it, and every time you think maybe they're turning the corner in this department, we see the same problems pop up. And today, to me, this loss was not about the pitching. And we'll get into Blake Snell on the other side of our next break, but... Um, look, the bullpen couldn't keep it a one-run game, then couldn't keep it a two-run game. But the bottom line is this. Padres had opportunities, especially when it was one nothing and then 2 nothing to tie this game, take a lead, 
They didn't score no runs because of a shortage of opportunities. And, you know, you heard Bob Melvin say it during his postgame press conference. Um, you know, the Padres can't let days like this happen where they have winnable games and don't win them. Again, if they were in a different spot, if they were 10 games above 500 and uh, in a wild card spot, you'd say, okay, one, two out of three against a hot Toronto team coming on, uh, coming in and you move on to Detroit. But that's not where they're at right now. So every winnable game, yeah, we're going to have these conversations after them and break them down sort of at bat by at bat and opportunity by opportunity because that is how the San Diego Padres, A, win these kinds of games, which have been a problem all year, and B, make the run that is necessary if this team wants to go to the postseason. And obviously right now, leading up to the trade deadline, every game, every situation is so, so important. And the Padres did not come through in those big-time opportunities here today and hard to win a game like this when you don't come through in those types of spots. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with more. We'll go back to Toronto, hear from Blake Snell. Final score, Blue Jays 4, Padres nothing. Post-game show continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Blue Jays 4 and the Padres nothing. Padres dropped to 46 and 51 with the defeat. Blue Jays improved to 54 and 43. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. As we wrap this one up, we will go back to Toronto. Hear from today's starting pitcher, Blake Snell, in just a minute or two. So stay tuned for that. We'll bring you up towards the top of the hour, just around or maybe even a little bit after 2 p.m. It'll be Gwyn and Chris. Today, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby coming your way. They will have much, much more on today's Padres game, I'm sure. And they will take you up until 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. Until then, our Padres Radio Network post-game show continues. 4 nothing. Toronto wins it in the series finale. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Well, we could go a number of different directions for relief pitcher of the game. Certainly, Blue Jays, they deserve it. Mesa, Swanson, Romano, three scoreless innings out of the pen. But I'm going to go and do what I want for this one because I feel like just talking about something good from this game. So I'm choosing, and I'm going with Alec Jacob for the Padres, okay? Yeah, does a Blue Jay deserve it? But we're not going to do that today. Alec Jacob comes in, eighth inning, has to face George Springer and Bo Bichette with a runner on base. All he's trying to do is keep it a 4 nothing game and Jacob, the rookie, up from Double A San Antonio last week, strikes out Springer, gets a fielder's choice from Bichette, inning over. And Alec Jacob, 
in his first three major league appearances has nothing has done nothing but do really good things. You look at what he did on Tuesday night. Got through the heart of the Blue Jays' order. Pachette, Belt, and Guerrero. Then a scoreless ninth inning to finish off the game. Had to get Merrifield, or I should say there was a pinch hitter there, but you get the point. He's been great so far. Faced the one batter in Philadelphia in his major league debut. Two scoreless innings on Tuesday, and two up, two down, including guys like Springer and Bichette. These are really good hitters. Alec Jacob has been great so far. So, yes, does the Blue Jay probably deserve it? Steven Wilson may have been a candidate as well for what he did in a scoreless sixth inning, but I'm going with Alec Jacob. Why not? The rookie doing good things. And the Padres continue to get a look at Alec Jacob, who has been very effective. Look, yes, he's young. Yes, he's up from double A, but his numbers at double A were very good. And much like a guy like Tom Cosgrove, who struggled today, but we know Tom has been very, very good this season in his rookie campaign. Hey, not out of the question that a guy can come up from double A and be very, very effective. And you find yourself another potential high leverage reliever. Certainly, Alec Jacob has a lot of work to do until we're saying all those kinds of things. But so far, so good for the side arm throwing Alec Jacob. Very impressive. And he's my relief pitcher of the game. All right. We're talking about pitching. How about Blake Snell? It was a strange outing for Blake Snell. He wasn't nearly as sharp as what we've seen over the course of the last couple of months, but somehow finds his way through five innings, one run given up. He allowed five hits. He matched a career high with seven walks. He struck out four. He dealt with base runners in the first. In the second, ends up giving up a two-out RBI single to Jordan Luplo. Dealt with a base runner in the third. Bases loaded in the fourth inning. Two on, nobody out in the fifth inning. Again, seven walks and somehow found his way through. Five innings, one run given up. To be honest with you, it was a little bit more reminiscent of the Blake we saw before late May when he started this wonderful stretch where he's been so, so dominant. But one of the differences, I thought, between starts from then or other starts we've seen from Blake where he really struggles with his command is that he didn't allow any damage. And you know what? On a day where Blake was really struggling with that command, seven walks, no way around that. You know what? End of the day, five innings, one run given up. So found his way through. Not the sharpest we've seen Blake, certainly. But, uh, you know, in this game, uh, kept the Padres right in it. Kept it a one nothing game. And the Padres just could not capitalize offensively. I mean, let's be honest. If Luplo gets the RBI single and the Blue Jays do nothing else in this game offensively and the Padres do the same exact thing offensively in this game Padres still lose the game that's the bottom line so look Snell was not great but found his way through let's go back to Toronto here's some post-game reaction from inside the Padres clubhouse here is Blake Snell battle for you today what do you kind of attribute some of the like uh yeah I want to say lack of command I would say trying to be too fine trying to be too perfect Trying to make them chase their game plan was probably see it up. Uh, definitely was. Um, so yeah, just gotta. I wasn't landing the, the off speed for strikes that I usually have been doing uh, as of the last couple months. So got to land those for strikes. And, and then at the same time, I was in other accounts. I was trying to make them chase and trying to get them a little off uh, the plate, and they weren't chasing. So uh, just get back on the plate and let my stuff work, and we'll be fine. Do you take? Yeah, I mean, I look at it as like luck played there, especially seven walks, 
the five hits they got, um, 12 runners, so in five innings, like, there's, there's luck that plays there. And, um, yeah, I would just say I just need to be more, more in control of the zone and I'll be fine. My stuff's good. I like where it's at. Um, I just can't try to be too fine. Just get in the zone, attack, and, and I'll be good. How much did uh, the things that Gary did today help you? Yeah, I love Gary. Well, yeah, that's my dog. So, no, yeah, he's the man. He's you, the best at everything. Yeah. You can be a little rough to handle sometimes. It takes yeah. a catcher sometimes to have a game like that, right? He knows me best. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, I can't say enough about him. I love throwing to him. I love the connection that we have. I love everything. So, they, we're always on the same page. And he understands me. I understand him. And, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Did, did this feel like uh, one of those games that you sometimes struggle with? Like you were getting guys out with the change and with the slider, and then at times you couldn't locate those pitches. Yeah, I, yeah, I was just trying to be too fine. I mean, it's, that's honestly what hurt me most. If I'm in the zone with the stuff, like I'll go deeper into the game, and who knows? Maybe I give a run, maybe I don't. I like where I'm at. I like how I'm throwing the ball. Just got to get in the zone and got to get ahead. I know you can't like be perfect for 30 starts in a row, but like, why today was that the case when it hasn't been? Yeah, I just think gave that lineup uh, you know a lot of credit. A lot of familiar faces, but I haven't seen them in a long time, so I was really excited. And at the same time, me being excited to face them because it's been a while. Uh, I was still trying to be more cautious than I've been with any team. So both sides, but we'll learn from it, get better. And, Looking forward to my start versus Pittsburgh. You dealt with some soreness last start. How did you feel coming into this one and throughout the game? Yeah, I'm good. I feel good. good. Yeah. What, what do you think the soreness came from over the start break? Yeah, just time off, not being at the field. It's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Any of that to do with? I mean, you had some seven inning outings throughout the last month or so, pitching a lot over the last month. I just think having a break, you know, that's something that we haven't had. So getting back into the swing of things again and being at the field every day, that definitely helps. What else did I have to face in with the teammate KK? Oh, KK? That's weird. I hate facing my old teammates. Like, hate it with a passion. So you, like, cheer for that guy for so long, and then you got to face him and get him out. I've never been a fan of it. Um, but being able to, like, see him and he hit the ball to left and kind of just smiling at each other. And we texted before the game last night. And, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll see him after this. But, yeah, I, I don't like facing my old teammates. That was Blake Snell from the Padres Clubhouse after this outing for Blake. Again, five innings, one run given up. He did walk seven. Heard a lot of interesting stuff there from Blake Snell. And at the end there, he was referring to, uh, asked about Kevin Kiermeyer. That's who uh, he was uh, talking about there. They were teammates in Tampa Bay for a while. So that's uh, who Snell was talking about there. And uh, Snell actually faced Kiermeyer twice in this game, and he went 0 for 2. So he won the battle uh, against the former Ray. Uh, you know, look, I think for Blake, you zoom out uh, on this outing. Obviously, not his best with the control. Uh, he talked about trying to be too fine, but five innings, one run, you zoom out farther. We've talked about that uh, stretch he's been on since May 25th. I mean, look, 11 starts, a 0-7-1 ERA. And again, whether, you know, we gave up four walks and eight hits or whatever combination of things happened today, 
Um, you know, was it a great outing? No, but five innings, one run, found his way through five and kept this team right in the game. So, again, when I look at this ball game here today, I, I don't put a lot of blame on Blake Snell. I just don't uh, because he, you know, kept him in the game and, you know, wasn't at his best and just figured it out. Uh, through five innings and one run allowed. So that was Blake Snell from the Padres Clubhouse. And I always enjoy hear, uh, hearing from Blake because, uh, you know, he could have gone eight scoreless innings or struggled, and uh, you get the same demeanor. And I think it's really helped Blake just that even keel approach. And um, he's talked a lot this season about the way he's excited for each start and learning from each start. And you've seen that progress, that development throughout the season. So, look, Blake, not his sharpest here today, but, again, he continues to not allow runs, which is, when you're a pitcher, bottom line, the name of the game. All right, we'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit as we wrap this one up. Toronto wins it 4 nothing over San Diego. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game. We're going to go on the pitching side for Toronto. Chris Bassett, six scoreless innings. He was our ace pitcher and he'll be our player of the game as well. Really good, 92 pitches, four hits allowed, walked one, struck out five, worked out of trouble when he needed to. On the offensive side of this game, yeah, Luplo had the RBI single, Guerrero the home run, two-run home run for Alejandro Kirk, but you look at it, nobody stood out in a major way above the others, so we'll give it to Chris Bassett, our player of the game here today on the Padres Radio Network. We'll step aside again. Gwen and Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby coming your way just after the top of the hour. When we come back, we'll have the out-of-town scoreboard, play of the game, wrap things up, get you ready for the series opener in Detroit. It is a very important series for the Padres in Detroit, and really the next six games are absolutely critical for the San Diego Padres. We'll dive more into that when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Blue Jays 4, Padres nothing as the Padres drop this series finale to Toronto. Padres had a real good opportunity to sweep this series. They cannot get it done as the Padres drop back to five games below 500. 46 and 51, Blue Jays improved to 54 and 43. We'll get to the out-of-town scoreboard in just a moment. Also tell you about our play of the game and... In just a handful of minutes, we'll have Gwyn and Chris coming your way. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby with you today. They'll take you up until 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm sure they'll have much, much more to say about this Padres game, about this road trip so far, and uh, get you up to speed on all the things going on in the wide world of sports. But quickly, in case you're just joining us, might have been at work today, had an early first pitch today at 10.07 a.m. Uh, game's already over, so uh, you may have been at work and just catching up 
on how this game went. Well, the story, and we're going to skip uh, phone calls today, by the way, uh, here on the post game, so we can get you uh, to winning, Chris, uh, just after the top of the hour. But if you uh, do want to get a message in on Twitter or Instagram, I will respond to those uh, before we go. Tweet me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you thought about this game, what you thought about the series. You may just interact with your tweet or your DM here on the air. But again, if you're just joining us, the story in this game for the Padres was missed offensive opportunities, which has been so often the story in so many frustrating losses for the Padres this season. Padres had runners on first and third, one out in the second, did not score. Matt Carpenter with one out in that inning, popped out, runner on third base, less than two outs, a situation where a fly ball deep enough in the outfield gets a run in. Fourth inning, first and second with two outs. Matt Carpenter popped out to end the inning. A golden opportunity in the sixth. Runners on first and third with one out. Jake Cronenworth popped out. Again, a situation where a fly ball deep enough gets a run in. Would have tied the game at one. And uh, in the eighth inning as well, it wasn't just about Carpenter and Cronenworth in this game. Padres down 2 nothing in the eighth inning. And they had runners on first and second with nobody out. Manny Machado strikes out. Xander Bogarts hits into an inning-ending double play. And that was it in the eighth inning. And the Padres end up getting shut out. They end up going 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position in this game. And quite frankly, even though they won yesterday... Last couple of games of this series, not pretty. The numbers with runners in scoring position, just a combined one for 17. And as we have said so often, it is so imperative. The Padres do better than that and cash in way more in these scenarios because it is a huge key to winning close games. A game like today, we know the Padres have struggled in one-run games, two-run games, coming back in games. And if the Padres are to go on the run that they need to go on to make the postseason, a lot of work to do, but certainly not insurmountable. Well, they need to figure out ways to win these types of games with regularity. Yesterday, they won a two-run game, won a close game, hung on. It wasn't because of the offense. It was because of the pitching hanging on after a two-run single by Manny in the fifth inning. But they've got to win games like this. And again, said it earlier, if the Padres were 10 games above 500, you you'd look at this series and say, okay, Blue Jays came in playing well, really hot. You, you won two of three, you head to Detroit, try to finish up this road trip on a high note, but that's not where they are right now. So every game is critical, and a game like this where it's winnable certainly uh, one the Padres wish they could have had. The other part of this game, Luis Garcia in the eighth inning, giving up a home run to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Look, it's been tough for Garcia as of late. Last seven appearances since July 1st, he's allowed runs in four of the seven, an 8.59 ERA, four home runs allowed in that span over the course of those last seven appearances. Tom Cosgrove, who's been really good, it happens, gave up the two-run home run to Alejandro Kirk, but the bullpen could not keep it a one-run game. Then a two-run game, but again, if you're looking at this ball game, I don't think you point at Blake Snell. I don't think you point at the bullpen. You point... At the Padres' offense, who had plenty of opportunities to cash in with runners on base and could not get it done. Again, the Padres had at least one runner on in every inning aside from the first here today. So that was the big story in this one here today. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. 
A ton of early games today. The Braves beat the Diamondbacks 7-5 in Atlanta. Austin Riley, a three-run home run late in that game to put Atlanta ahead. Brewers beat the Phillies 4-0 in Philadelphia. Christian Yelich, a three-run home run in that game for Milwaukee. Reds beat the Giants 5-1 in Cincinnati. Luke Maley, a two-run home run for the Reds in that one. White Sox beat the Mets 6-2 in New York. The Tigers beat the Royals earlier today in Kansas City 3-0. And now the Tigers will take on the Padres in Detroit beginning tomorrow. Other games, one going on right now. Mariners beating the Twins 2-0 in Seattle. Games coming up later. Big series between the Orioles and the Rays. Those two teams enter today tied for first place in the American League East, first pitch in that one in Tampa at 3:40. Cardinals at the Cubs at 5:05. Astros at the A's at 6:40, and that's a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Thursday. And we'll take one final look at the standings after we tell you about our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Our play of the game will spare you. We won't play it for you because there were no Padres runs scored in this game. So... For the Blue Jays, I mean, you talk about impact. Jordan Luplo, RBI single in the second, gave Toronto a 1-0 lead. They never looked back. If the Blue Jays had not scored another run, it would have stood up with what the Padres' offense did in this game. So the Jordan Luplo, RBI single in the second inning, our play of the game. The only run that Blake Snell would give up. Five innings, one run given up. He did walk seven, but figured it out through uh, five innings and kept this team right in the ball game. So for Blake, who has been so good, so dominant uh, as well uh, as of late, was not dominant today, but found his way through and deserves certainly some credit for that. All right, before we head out of here, one final look at the standings, and this is where uh, things will stand heading into tomorrow. Padres, luckily, because the Giants lost and the Phillies lost, they do not lose any ground in the wild card race they are six and a half games out of a wild card spot a lot of work to do but like we've been saying for a while certainly not insurmountable so the Padres luckily don't lose any ground here today we talked about it before the break why is this stretch so critical for the Padres coming up well they've got three against the Tigers Tigers come into the series beginning tomorrow with a record of 44 and 52 Then they have a series against the Pittsburgh Pirates who have continued to struggle for the most part. They're 42 and 54. The next six games, three against Detroit, three against Pittsburgh, day off next week at home. And then the Texas Rangers, who have been excellent this year, come in for a weekend series next weekend at Petco Park. Bottom line, next six games, Padres have a major opportunity against teams they should, hypothetically should, be able to rack up wins against. And look, bottom line is you have the series against the Tigers, series against the Pirates, three against the Rangers, and then a couple against the Rockies, and the trade deadline is here. So with all the talk about what will the Padres do at the deadline, what approach will the front office take, could they sell some pieces, could they look to buy and sell at the same time, what will they do? There's no doubt, and we've talked about it a lot, that the way this team plays leading up to the trade deadline could help this front office make that decision in a good way or a not-so-good way. The next six games, very, very good opportunities for the Padres to A, just play better in general, 
and pick up some steam and B, pick up some ground in the wild card race as well. Speaking of the series in Detroit, first pitch tomorrow, 3.40 p.m. afternoon start time. Our Ecowater SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 2.40. Pitching matchup tomorrow, right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres, right-hander Reese Olsen on the mound for Detroit. Padres will have Lugo on Friday. Right now is is a TBA on Saturday. That's the Michael Waka spot, so we'll wait to hear uh, what the Padres do for that one. Right-hander Joe Musgrove taking the mound on Sunday, but again tomorrow, Seth Lugo on the mound against Reese Olsen. First pitch at 3.40. Pre-game coverage with me begins at 2.40. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here today. For the Blue Jays, four runs, nine hits, one error, they left on 10. For the Padres, no runs, six hits, no errors, they left on seven. Winning pitcher was Chris Bassett, who improves to 10-5. and five. Losing pitcher was Blake Snell, who drops to 6-8. and eight. Time of game, two hours and 53 minutes, and the crowd in Toronto at Rogers Center, 43,196. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, including post-game reaction from Bob Melvin and Blake Snell, you can listen back to it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, on the Odyssey app, or wherever you find your podcast. For our great studio coordinator today, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long. Winning Chris today, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, coming your way next on 97.3 The Fan. Talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.